Ayers on the Road, value-based parenting and life balance ideas from world-traveling family coaches. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. And we're back with Ayers on the Road. We're so glad to be with you today. Sometimes we meet people who actually listen to this and we're so glad there's somebody out there. We're just talking to a computer all the time. We just assume that everyone in the whole world's listening, right? Yeah, you would, of course. <laughs> I assume everyone's listening. Linda assumes no one's listening. <laughs> so we get we get to a nice happy medium. Well, but, we we hope you're doing well in this pandemic man school is starting everywhere for our grandchildren except it's virtual and it's a hybrid and well, it's different some is things in different places some we have we have a son who's teaching school in arizona and they're going every day with masks all day and they're having great luck with it we have others that are going two days in provo and then home for online for the rest of the time and some that are going online all the time and then we've got a lovely granddaughter who's supposed to start at columbia in new york city as a freshman this year she's a swimmer she's swimming on their swim team she's so excited and they just told her that nope nothing nothing until at least the first of the year so she's going to be doing all her studies online but it's not She's a bad thing scrambling team, gonna, they found teammates they're going down to st george to be by the pools and oh my goodness quite a deal but we're excited always to be with you on ours on the road and it's just a wonderful chance i hope you feel the same way about it as we do a chance to focus in on what is really all of our first priority namely our families our marriages our children and we're going to really up the ante a little bit today. The title of today's show is Prayerful Parenting. Prayerful Parenting. How do you think people will react to that title, Linda? Well, I think most people pray. And they certainly, uh, the subject of their prayer is often children. Well, we're working, we're starting on, you know, we've often on this show talked about past books we've done. This is a future book. This is one we're working on. And we want to use the title Prayerful Parenting. We've got to talk our publisher into it because, you know, some people shy away. Well, well, it's a national book. Well, we have to reach everyone. Well, what about parents who don't pray? Well, guess what? Um... Here's the first thing we're writing. Can a mainstream book about how can a mainstream book talk about prayer in its title? Why not? Surveys show that more than 90% of Americans say that they pray. And what is more natural to pray about than our children and our families? I think that 90% might be some of them pray only in emergency. Well, but that's the that's the point of it, Linda, is that if they're a parent, they have plenty of emergencies. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> right? And so it goes on to say, we are unique and varied in our, in our religious and spiritual beliefs. The spectrum is wide, from pious and orthodox to amorphous and agnostic. But whatever you call it, and however you find it, there is a higher source that can help you raise your children. And we really believe, we based believe on that. our own experience, that, that most people do believe in some kind of a higher source. Well, we uh, did an interesting experiment because it seems that we've needed prayers uh, since day one. 
In fact, um, we have a daughter who is just sent her daughter and her new husband off to Miami to podiatry school. And wow, did that, that put us back in uh, the old days when we got in a car and drove across the country to Boston for our first day of school. We had no idea what we were doing. We owned nothing except for we p did pull a little car behind us, a little Porsche that Rick had, and we just put all our wedding gifts in there and we just drove across the country. And it made, it made me realize how how long ago that was, but also we started right then with a prayer um, log, and it was so interesting. We just decided we're going to a gonna, little book, a little we're do a, a journal little book, and, and write down the things we are asking God for. It's common to have a gratitude journal, but we wanted to have a an asking journal. What are the things we had asked for in prayer regarding our families? Wow, it's really something to look back through that book now, isn't oh, it? Oh my goodness, it's so amazing. I mean, there were some no's in there, you know. <laughs> no, no, that's when not what I want. you say always get an answer, it doesn't mean the answer is always <laughs> right. yes. <laughs> right, um, and the no's were very useful because we could see in hindsight that the prayers were answered in a different way, not the way we expected. But think about this for a minute. Linda's going to read you just a little thing here. Well, Abraham Lincoln said, he had often been driven to, uh, he says, I have often been driven to my knees by the overwhelming conviction that I had nowhere else to go. So was he speaking of parenthood? He certainly could have been because all parents have known that feeling and he had children. At their wits end, struggling with overwhelming responsibility of raising a child, facing a behavioral or a situational problem, trying everything, nothing working, turning sometimes desperately to prayer, driven to our knees to the overwhelming conviction that we have nowhere else to go. I really think every parent has felt that, Linda, that there's, you know, that the old adage is there's no atheists in foxholes, <laughs> meaning that people, whether they define a belief in God or not, when they're in a crisis or in a war, they they probably find themselves praying and we're always in a crisis or a war with our children so we're always praying i think i i wish there was some way to know but i'll bet you the most fervent prayers across the scope of history have probably been parents praying about their children and what a wonderful thing that is and and now for us we're praying for grandchildren as much as we are children aren't we i mean because we have more of them but also uh, we have a granddaughter who just uh, is in high school and has just entered into a big, high-powered program at school. And I said to her before, when she signed up for that, um, Honey, uh, this is going to be really stressful because she's very high-strung anyway. This is going to be really stressful for you. And she said, Grammy, I'm always stressed. I just as well be stressed about something. <laughs> and so um, I were supporting her in that, but I was just thinking this morning, I should be praying for her because she really has a big load and she's so precise and so high strung that we actually need to be praying for now, her. Now, I, I, this is an oversimplification, but I kind of feel like there's two really broad categories of parental prayer parents praying for their children. 
one kind is one kind of prayer is I'm praying for guidance. I'm a parent. I need help. Please help me to know what this child needs. Help me to have inspiration on how to help this child. Help me to have insight so I can be a better parent. The other kind of prayer, which is sometimes the desperate kind that you were talking about a little, Linda, is just help solve this problem, dear God, dear Lord, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Parents. Please, this is, I'm over my head here. I need intervention. I need you to And that could be a prayer about a child who's ill or a prayer about a child who's had an accident or a prayer about some crisis in life. Or it could just be out of desperation. I I can't. I'm I'm in this over my head. I need help from a higher source. And I think both those prayers are, are powerful prayers. I mean, you know, if you are a deeply religious person, as we feel we are, we often say, well, you know, we have leaders in our church who have a stewardship over the church and they are entitled to having guidance and revelation and inspiration for the church. Well, on that same basis, a parent is the steward, has the stewardship over a child and really has access, having a right to it is kind of a strange way to, to word it, but you know, that stewardship gives you an access to a kind of guidance because there's no link in the chain. It's it's between God and you and your child. And so I think parental prayers become very powerful, very urgent, very earnest. Absolutely. I truly believe that. Um, there are so many... When I was thinking about doing this this morning, I was thinking... Wow, you know, there's always something really important on our minds to pray for. I mean, obviously, we're praying for the world. We're praying for a vaccine. We're praying for those people that have lost loved ones and so on. And we're praying for people all over the world um, because we've been pretty much all over the world. And we, you know, there's so many fabulous people in this world suffering with this. But when I come down today to today and right now, you know what we're praying for as a family? We are praying that our daughter's little baby twins, who are at 31 weeks gestation, are both feet down. (laughs) We're praying that they'll both flip (laughs) over. We are praying that they will flip (laughs) over and so that she can have a more natural childbirth with twins. And she just sent out the message to all of our family, please, pray, everybody. Pray for these, babe. Pray, pray, for, pray these. for a double flip. <laughs> for a double flip. She's been in the swimming pool, um, standing on her hands <laughs> to see if she can get these babies to flip. And I sent her a note the other day, and I said, honey, you realize that there is a possibility that you're going to have to have a cesarean section. I mean, there really is a good possibility. And if that happens, it's going to be just fine. She said, well, I'm not taking that. I'm praying. I want everyone. He said, yeah. I think think the point is you're making, Linda, that 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 is another hallmark of a parental prayer. They're they're often very specific, right? Right. We're not just saying generally. I mean, we do. We do the general to help me to be a good parent. Please bless my children and so on. But where it gets interesting is the needs are so existential and so present 
that we end up saying very specific prayers, asking God for help in very specific ways, and that's good. Well, and do you think that I lack faith by telling her that? I mean, that, honey, this just may not happen, but no, Mom, I know that, I know that. I'm. Can I accept that? It's fine, but let's please all pray that these babies will flip. Yeah. So um, it'll be interesting. We'll we'll keep you posted in the next few weeks. Well, let's back off a little and be and be a little more um, conceptual here as we get into this subject. Um, I love in the book of James, which really is my favorite book of scripture in the New Testament. I love that James says. And this is so so often quoted, I'm glad it is. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. There's so much in that. Effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous you can insert. There's parent only one more thing that could have done that better. Yeah. Availeth much. And and that is that lies at the core of our belief that prayer isn't just some exercise or some ritual. It availeth much. In other words, it brings things to pass because prayer is a power. Um, Tennyson said it in a beautiful way. Alfred Lord Tennyson said, um, let me see if I can get it right. Alfred Lord Tennyson said, um, I got it, it's coming to me. Want to do, do that in the next half? <laughs> Prayer, no, it's going to come to me. Tennyson said... Is um, the soul sincere desire? No, no, no. <laughs> that just confused I'll you. come back to it. Some of you know the Tennyson quote. It's going to come to me in just a minute. Uh, we'll, we'll think about it during the break. But we, we want you to think about what you're praying for right now and uh, what the possible outcome might be. So... Um, yeah, so, so as, we, as we take a little break, we want you to be come back thinking about how do you pray for your children. We'll be right back with the Tennyson quote after this break. Welcome back to Ayers on the Road. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. And we're back. And Richard has come up with the Tennyson quote. I had it in my head. Have you ever done that? It I mean, I've so said this a many million of those times. In his head. It's amazing you can call that up. Okay. Well, it's a beautiful, terse, simple, short quote. Tennyson said, More things are wrought by prayer than this world dreams of. I like that in the same way I like the James quote wrought. What does the word wrought mean? They're brought to pass, they're built, they're created. Um, and as James said, the effectual fervent prayer availeth much. So if you're a parent, take heart that your prayers matter. They, they are a form of power. They, are, they, they have the ability to rot things, to bring things to pass. And, and they availeth much. So we need to all work on becoming better and better at prayer, prayerful parenting. So let us read you a few little really brief sort of case studies. Um, here's, we'll just alternate on these just to give you more of a feel of this idea of, of prayer for children, prayer as a parent. 
A family during a family council prays together for deeper, more trusting communication, and suddenly it is there, and they share more that night than they have for years. A mother deep in prayer about a rebellious teen receives the distinct impression to take her along on an upcoming business trip where there will be ample time for one-on-one -on -one talks and for trust to build. A wife at a church at a temple to ponder what to do about a deteriorating marriage and an unfaithful husband is prompted to call an old friend who she's not seen in years and finds that this friend had a similar situation and can shed light on her options. Another wife and mother long ago deeply worried about two of her sons who are missing blames her preoccupied husband. He has a prayerful impression that the boys are all right and is able to comfort and reassure her. You might pick up the clue that that could be Lehi's wife, Sariah, <laughs> if right. you happen to know that Book of Mormon story. story. A grandfather walking in the hills and seeking guidance about how to draw closer to a grandson suddenly remembers distinctly something that his own grandfather once said to him and realizes it changed their relationship forever. What we're trying to give you a little, some case studies of how sometimes just a little impression or a little nudge or a little feeling is the answer to a prayer. Here's another case study. A dad, deeply troubled by learning that his young son is being bullied at school, has gone to speak with the school counselor. And though it's not mentioned in their conversation, he feels a direct prompting telling him to go personally and privately and meet with the father of the other boy that's doing the bullying. Just a little prompt, a little guidance. Another father long ago concerned for the safety of his wife and their son prays and receives personal revelation to relocate to Egypt for a season. <laughs> now there we're talking about Joseph and Mary. We want to just give the feeling that these, this prayer for children is such a universal, everlasting thing. Here's another one. While meditating, the single mother of an entitled, unmotivated, video game addicted 19-year-old son who she's been pushing to go get ambitious and go to college. Get a job. She has the distinct impression that sending him on a study abroad program that he's been arguing for will actually give him the independence and the new environment to develop his own self-worth. Just a couple more. A mom who works full-time by choice is fasting for an answer and instead receives a clear question. The question, fully formed and instantly in her mind, is... Is the extra money I'm bringing into the family right now worth as much as additional time spent with my two-year-old preschooler? A little question. Sometimes the answer to a prayer about a child is a question to you as a parent. One more. It may be yes, it may be, maybe no. You know, you just yeah. never know. A dad pleads with God for insight about the screen time and social media addiction of his two adolescent children. He feels prompted to read in the scriptures and finds a verse that gives him hope and gives him a way to approach those children. So, Oh man, I've done that. You know, if you go into uh, a prayer with a question, a specific question, or you go into scriptures with a specific question, 
there's your answer right there. It's it's pretty amazing how uh, how interesting that is. And and I mean just a couple more. A young married couple praying together about their inability to conceive the child they desperately want feels each of them feels independently a powerful answer that they should apply to adopt. Um Recently, let's see, a father burdened by worries about a son who lacks confidence and gives up easily is sitting humbly in a church meeting when he suddenly knows that he has to tell his son more stories about their grandparents and ancestors and their resilience. As he does so, he begins to see a new light and determination in his son's eyes. Well, you know, that it is amazing that things just pop into your mind that never entered your mind before, and suddenly that is exactly what needs to be done. So you see where we're going with this, and we and we realize that this podcast has a fairly broad audience, and there may be some parents listening who are who pray every day, multiple times a day, and who pray formally morning and night about their children, and there may be others listening who don't really pray at all, but who do remember crises or times during their marriage or during their family when they've really needed help and they've 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 prayed out of some kind of desperation we are kind of challenging you irrespective of where you are on that spectrum if you're a parent and this is a funny way to say it Linda and I maybe I should reconsider this but what I really want to say is what do you have to lose if you're not sure about your belief in divine help, but you have felt a desperate need for it at times, you have nothing to lose by calling on whatever you perceive God to be, or the classic prayer, oh God, if there is a God, please help me, because I need help right now. So I think what we're trying to say, Linda, is prayer is a universal thing. Prayer is not the exclusive territory of one faith or one religion or one type of person. Parents parents in general, we're trying to promise you this. Parents have access to a higher form of help. And and, and here we are in a pandemic. Here we are worried about our family on a lot of different levels and wondering where to turn for help. And you turn everywhere. You try to read parenting books. You try to find help from friends. You try to go to your own parents and get help. You try to, you know, listen to others that you respect and, and, and can learn from. But also, go to prayer. I think when we kneel down or when we, just in the quiet of our own minds, when we say, I need help with these children. Please open my mind to what I can do and please bless this child. That is an effectual, in the words of James, that is an effectual, fervent prayer. It is, and I <clears throat> I have to remember that um, we actually do have um, times when we're the ones we need to pray for. I mean, a lot of times, <laughs> more than... More than once, but I one of my favorite quotes, and I don't remember who said it, is, um, I, let's see, now let's see if I can do this. Oh, God of second chances, here I am again. And I have thought that so many times, because you pray, I'm going to change this, I'm going to be better, I'm going to do this right. And then somehow, 
we just don't get it right every time. And so I just think that the God, our heavenly parents are there, ready to help us. And um, our second chances are always there. And I know that there are some people listening that have felt they've made mistakes with children or with grandchildren and so on. And that's just an important prayer is the, just the asking. We need to remember that we can do better and that God will help us. Yeah, it's a powerful thing. Now, Linda, what would you say to um, a single parent, a single mom, or a single dad? Would that, would that, would that change anything? Would that, would, would oh, it changes everything. Sure. But I mean, would that? How, how about with regard to prayer? I mean, I kind of am thinking that a lot of single parents we know, um, they not they face all the same problems any parent does, and the same worries about a child. But it's sort of magnified by their feeling that it all comes down to them, and that they're alone in this incredibly difficult task of parenting. So I'm kind of thinking in my own mind that for a single parent, prayer, you can't really quantify things, but it becomes even more important because they can feel so alone and prayer can end that feeling. There's another parent. There's a heavenly parent. In fact, we were talking to a woman once, a single mom, who was saying, you know, when I really pray about my children, and I really do have faith that I'm talking to a heavenly parent, then I just get this feeling that I'm the babysitter. I'm not even the real parent. I'm the caretaker. I'm the earthly parent. (coughs) But I can basically say, dear heavenly parent, you're the real parent. And I'm in over my head, and I need your guidance. And and she said that always seems to unlock some kind of, if not a direct answer, at least a feeling that I'm not alone. Absolutely. And I think it's not just our family that we're, and we started out with this. I mean, I think there's been more prayers offered to heaven in the last six months worldwide than has ever been. Yeah, I kind of think you're right. Um, Because everybody is so aware of the trouble that we're in with this pandemic. It's really quite Ranging from, what am I going to do with my kids all day that they're supposed to be at school and they're here at home with me? What am I going to do? Ranging from that kind of prayer to very specific prayers about, what does this child need? Can I use this extra time with him to see more deeply into who he really is? And how can I know more? How can I be guided? I guess I just have a faith that prayers from parents about children, I think they seem to get answers faster and more predictably than any other kind of prayer. Probably so. Um, We do, a friend of mine was in a church meeting last week, which is rare, the first church meeting they've been to in five months. Uh, But one of our apostles of our church happened to be there. And he gave a most fascinating talk about the importance of prayer. And saying, you know, I, he said, I really believe that everybody on earth would pray that we can find a vaccine. Yeah, and collective and prayer. Collectively uh, do something to get past this pandemic that it would work. Whether we could get everybody to do that is the problem. But still, that's something to think about. 
So I don't want to stop on, on talking about single parents without saying if you are married and if you are a two-parent family, um, there's such a power in praying together for children. I mean, that it's like a three-way thing. It's like, here we are, we're praying for this child, and each of us sees it in a different way, and we're both praying to God, who is going to influence us according to our own needs. And it can be something that not only guides you with your children, but draws you closer together as a couple. Yeah, so we just hope we've stirred up your mind a little bit to thinking about prayer this week, and so is ours. We appreciate this chance to talk to you and to help ourselves as, along the way. Prayerful parenting. It's a powerful, powerful, powerful thing. May you find that power in your own life and in your own family. And please join us again next week for Ayers on the Road. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.